Father, we humbly come before your throne with humbleness and repentance, knowing you are the God of truth, mercy, and grace. And I ask you, Lord, that you protect our minds and our hearts as we worship you on this day called Sunday, and that we would worship you in truth and in spirit, that all the distractions would be put far from us. May we not join the choir of middle fingers that are pointed at you even on this day by the world. May we join the choir of the saints that brings praise and glory unto your great name. You are our God and King. We love you, Lord. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we pray that your will be done in the recovery of those who have the vid, to include Amy Jo and Scott. May your strength and healing be upon them. Ephesians 6 says there's five in their household who need prayer in the same recovery. So may your peace and blessing be upon them as well. We pray for Randall who seeks to live a life of repentance. May you strengthen him, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit and the gift of faith that you have given us to live this life of repentance that we all must seek to live. Lord, we do humbly come before your throne, before your grace and mercy with a humble heart and repentance, worshiping you in truth and in spirit, seeking to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. I will pray for uh, the request that was made concerning the evils of this bioweapon upon this world. And we pray that if it be your will, that arrests would be made as at the same time that this country seeks repentance as a church and as your people so that your name would be glorified and praised once again. May we make Christ great again, Lord. May your holy name be praised in all that we do and all that is and all that is said today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Life is in the blood. I'll say that again. Life is in the blood. Without this blood, there is no life. Genesis 9, 4, but flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, you shall not eat. Here we see in the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, that the life is in the blood. Life, the blood is found in the flesh, the life of the flesh, and the blood is found in life eternal within the spirit. First, first Peter chapter 1, verse 18 through 19, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So let me ask you a question. Does water save? No! 
Water does not save, the blood saves. Revelation 1.5, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten from the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. His blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, not the water of this world. By the way, I do kind of find it interesting. I would say it's funny, but it's not all that funny that there was even one that called for the arrest of the jab doctor today. But what I find interesting is that these same people give the jab father a free pass. This is hypocrisy. And this stems from pride and degeneracy that I don't want any part of. Unfortunately, the middle finger does not stop at the rainbow flag of degeneracy either. And it will never point you to the divine one, the physician, and the, and the dinner table of Christ that I speak of you and want to point you to today. Because it's here that we see the divinity of Christ declared in Matthew chapter 9. And, and, and the sad part is that even the religious point their middle finger at God as they accuse him out of all persons with blasphemy. When indeed they themselves are the blasphemers as they blaspheme Almighty God even with their religion. So here we see a pattern where the goodness of God is spit back in his face. Verses 2 through 6, And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think you evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then said he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. Now the Old Testament prophets, they understood and they, and they knew that only God could forgive sins. And this is why they accused Jesus Christ our Lord of blasphemy, but little did they know is that he is God. I also find it very interesting that these same men, these same religious men of, the, of that day and of today are often found to be guilty of sexual perversion to include the defilement of children. Which brings us to the hospital of Christ as we continue to read. We read about this hospital. Did the religious pedophiles seek healing within these walls? No, they did not. And this is why the Lord had little patience for them. But guess who did? The average sinner such as you and I. And, and even the tax collectors such as Matthew did. Verses 9 through 13. And as Jesus passed forth from hence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he saith, saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. 
And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go you and learn what that meaneth, and I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. So what does this mean? That I will have mercy and not sacrifice. A commentator by the name of Barnes well notes, as he says, I I am more pleased with the acts of benevolence and kindness than with the mere external compliance with the duties of religion. Because herein is where the Pharisees found their righteousness within the performance of the duties of the religion. They went past, they, they did not see God's goodness and benevolence and kindness as he ministered to the sinners and the publicans around him. They looked down on these people and they looked unto their righteousness. We know that these true blasphemers, blasphemers thought they were already whole because they performed the, these duties of sacrifice. The same cold-hearted duty practiced on mere habit and repetition today by many within religion. And this is, in, this is the antithesis of that which is in spirit, in truth, and in love. The Lord is the only one who can surgically remove this sickness and this blindness with the gift called faith. And until then, all, all that one is left is with a middle finger and a cold heart of religious repetition at best. And all God wants with you and I is to have peace. He wants for us to come to the dinner table and he has gone way above what man could ever do or that which he would ever do to make peace with this fellow man and sending his only begotten son to die for you and I. And it is my prayer that many will be drawn to this peace by the grace of God despite the growing number of middle fingers that we're seeing in this world today. And if you have your mic on, uh, please mute it. So here we are at the uh, dinner table of Christ. So to make this happen, to come to this table, we're going to have to be obedient. We're going to have to be faithful, just as the disciples were who brought people to the dinner table of Christ in 37 and 38. Then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. But the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth labors into the harvest. So here we see the need for the labors to bring sinners to the table of Christ. My question is, my friends, what are you doing to bring sinners to the table of Christ? Are you inviting them? Because we see that the middle fingers are pointed all around us, thank God. These people have no hope. Then we wonder why there are so few laborers. Let's look to Ezra's example today in our reading. Because he was disappointed in this. In verse 2, 
For they have taken of their daughters for themselves and for their sons, so that the holy seed have mingled themselves with the people of those lands. Yea, the hand of the princes and rulers hath been chief in this trespass. How did Ezra respond to this mingling? We are called to invite people to the dinner table of Christ, not mingle with them in sin as they point their fingers at God in defiance and rebellion. Verse 3-7, through Ezra responded, And when I heard this thing, I rent my gar- garment and my mantle and plucked off the hair of my head and off my beard and sat down astonished. Then were assembled unto me everyone that trembled at the words of the God of Israel because of the transgression those that had been carried away. And I sat astonished until the evening sacrifice. And at the evening sacrifice, I rose up from my heaviness and having rent my garment and my mantle, I fell upon my knees and I spread out my hands unto the Lord my God and said, Oh my God, I'm ashamed and blushed to lift up my face to thee, my God. For our iniquities are increased over our head and our trespass is grown up to the heavens. Since the day of our fathers have we been in great trespass unto this day. And for our iniquities have we, our kings and our priests, been delivered into the hand of the kings of the lands, to the sword, to captivity, and to to a spoil, and to a confusion of face as it is this day. This was the response of a man of God who would even pluck out his own beard and tear his clothes and, and, and sit in repentance until the evening sacrifice. This is what it's going to take, my friends. We must have a heart of repentance. We must cry out unto our God for personal repentance and the repentance of our land and invite others to the table of Christ. He is the great physician. And he has prayed for us, as we read in John 17, seeking mercy and grace for the remnant. Understanding that Nothing upon this earth, including water, can wash away the evil of this middle finger. It is only the blood of Jesus Christ, my friends. Only the blood of Jesus Christ, which is pure blood, unlike yours and mine. Verse 8, and now for a little space, grace hath been showed from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail in his holy place that our God may be lightened our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. This world is chains and we will not be free until our physical death. But yet there is reviving found in Christ. There is grace found in our Lord and Savior for his remnant. He has put a nail in the holy place. May we trust in him today. Because you see, my Christ friends, only this remnant will find escape from this middle finger pointed at God. It's only you and I that will find the dinner table of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. A table that we will be fed A table that we will never go hungry. A table that you and I will find peace. And I will add that this 
Remnant is a transparent people. My uncle and I were just discussing last night about the difficulties of marriage. And it's difficult for many. And without the Lord, who knows where Lynn and I would even be today. He said that he had recently just attended a marriage seminar that was led by transparent born-again Bible believers. And they discussed the difficulties of marriage even within their own marriages. They didn't put on religious garbs and look down upon those that they were teaching. They taught with power and boldness and transparency, proclaiming how they overcame by the power and teaching of Christ as they sat at at his dinner table. This power and teaching is only found at the dinner table of Christ, not from men wearing religious garbs, holding up their middle fingers at God while denying his teaching and power, while falsely accusing even our Lord. So how do we escape this middle finger? Well, my question first is, are you sitting at the table? Are you dining with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? If not, confess your sins before Almighty God with a heart of repentance. Be transparent before Him and others. Verse 13 through 15. And after all that has come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great trespassing, that our God has punished us less than our iniquities deserve and, and has given us such deliverance as this, should we again break thy commandments and join affinity with the people of these abominations? Wouldest not thou be angry with us till thou hadst consumed us so that there should be no remnant nor escaping? O Lord God of Israel, thou art righteous, for we remain yet escaped as it is this day. Behold, we are before thee in our trespasses, for we cannot stand before thee because of this. But I'm here to tell you, Christ friends, we will never be able to stand in truth and in spirit if we walk with those who point the middle finger at God. If we partake in their ways, we are called unto repentance to rebuke their ways, to confess where we have failed in this area. And I will close this message today in our reading in Psalms chapter 9 and verse 10. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee.